Your father died protecting this city. He taught you to follow your conscience in an often cruel world. What happened? Worst day in 18 years. How many cops? Hayes. Why were they here? They responded to a robbery. Shots fired! Shots fired! Officers are down! Automatic weapons, two shooters. They have training. How old were you when your father's captain came? I asked for you for a reason. I will find out. We just killed cops. We need to run. We gotta move fast. Cars not ours, plates are stolen. If we will catch these guys in the next three or four hours, they vanish. Are you gonna do this? Close the island. Got 21 bridges in and out of Manhattan. Shut them down. Three rivers, close them. Four tunnels, block them. Stop every train and loop the subways. Then we flood the island with blow. Mask on, Mask on. None of this makes sense. The bid was for 30 keys. We walked into 300. Mask on, They'll have to open Manhattan by morning. Eight dead policemen is one thing, but the stock market losing billions of dollars is quite another. This whole thing is filthy. You know what I mean? You gotta be to move 300 kilos of cocaine. Oh my God. What is going on here? I just need the truth, that's all. They told me you were fearless. The guy who kills cop killers. Sees his dad and every cop who dies. Nobody approaching? He's mine! Police, out of the way! Move! They're not gonna escape this island. You're the only cop tonight who speaks first and shoots second. I will find out why the night happened. Got to represent. All right. Local scene. Are we ready? Yeah, this episode is brought to you by Iron Rooster. The official <laughs> breakfast this episode, spot. episode brought to you by Blue Apron. Yeah, I wish. It's by it's, Hello Fresh. We need some um, of that. No, uh, it's Freshly. That's what I use. So. It's brought to you by all of these things. <clears throat> or it's brought to What's you by House Party company? too. MeUndies. Uh, it's brought to you by MeUndies. Get your yeah. official movie the podcast underwear. <laughs> Wear what all of us are wearing. Oh, I'm out. Just pictures of Sean's face all over our genitals. I ordered another pair of underpants that didn't have dick holes in them, and I'm really upset this is becoming like a trend. That didn't? Yeah, they don't have dick holes. Were they men's underwear? Yes. They're, 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 it's a style now. I ordered a pair of regular, like, Fruit of the Looms, and they didn't have fucking dick holes. And the, the, these are a different brand. They look like regular boxer briefs. But they I don't, don't even know how to, do you just Google no dick hole underwear? It's called, like, trunk style underpants. It's fucking annoying. I, it's, it, stop it. I need oh, there it dick. is, yeah. Yeah. yeah don't, fucking, don't like that. It's fucking obnoxious. Who wants to have to take down their pants and shit when they got to pee? Just well, I mean, I like, like the butter. option like, of the whole. Like I might still do the flop over, but yeah. I want the option. You still do the flop over? I might. What? It's my choice. I can do what I want. It's my that's, penis. That's fair. Either go go with the, going up the middle or doing an end around. It's whatever whatever play I call at the line. 
All right, just go. Just go. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is the last – this is the last week of yes. uh, Chad McBow's March. Yes, sir. And we watched – was this Alex pick? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 21 yep. Bridges, uh, a movie featuring less bridges than you would think. <clears throat> yeah, um, they only show like five. But they didn't right. show them right at the beginning, so I started counting them. I was like, okay, there's five of them. Yep, they could have moved. The, they could have gone four tunnels, but Twenty One Bridges is better. They really should have named this movie something different. That title felt like an afterthought after you yeah. watched the movie. It's like what are we gonna uh, call this? Because like know. really, the like bridges part was like a big deal in the trailer, but like it really wasn't that big of a deal in the movie. Like I it's, think it's just conceptually like half a scene. The, the idea of shutting the place down. But anyway, that's what we watched. We'll get into it. Yeah. Welcome. Yep. yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sean's not here. Yeah, due, oh, yeah. to, due to complications and sucking his dad's dick, I guess he got sick. Mm. He got sick off that mm. dick. Got scratchy throat because of all the all the all, of all that. the pubes. Oh, all the, all the hairs on the shaft. He's got oh. one of hair. He's like a hobbit dick. Oh He's my! Got hairs all over around the sides. Good lord! Yeah. it's like a like prickly s- pear. Like sucking on a Brillo pad. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Don't like that. Yeah. Old steel wool dick. Just a wire brush between his legs. <laughs> What'd y'all watch this week? Uh Alec. Jesus Christ. Um Jesus. A few things. One, two, three, few four. Things. Few things. At least four things. There we I, go. I feel like I watched something last night, but I can't remember what it was. I think I just no, nah, never mind. I didn't watch a movie last night. I just watched some of my favorite Simpsons episodes. <laughs> I was watching The Simpsons today, all t- all today actually, so I can relate. Yeah, I was just skipping around. I watched uh, Marge vs. the Monorail. Great episode. You only moved. You only moved twice. Fantastic. It's a good one. Um, Lisa the Babysitter. Which one's Lisa? Oh, that's, that's the one. Where, one oh, where Bart breaks his where, arm. Yeah. Yeah, and then after that, I think I just played with whatever the next couple after that were but like season eight is a murderer's row of amazing simpsons episodes yeah absolutely it's just banger after bang because like i watched like three or no i skipped ahead and uh what low-key might be might be my favorite episode it's not my favorite but it's like top three is the uh i can't remember the name of the john waters one i can't remember the name of the episode oh that's a great episode that's so so good with the gay panic it's just, yeah. it's, yeah, it's so, pretty, it's pretty so great. Um, uh, we watched the Simpsons movie this week. Uh, what is that? What is happening? Oh, Van, he's just showing me his list of books he's read to, to nice. win a Shouldn't prize. he be in bed? I thought we didn't he start until 8.30 because he was in bed. Yeah, go to bed. Go so to bed. Good night. Good night, buddy. We did question. Now we now we gotta edit all this out. Dead air. Yeah, uh, Child Protective Services is coming after Gox for being having his child on this horrific show. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> if that's what they get me for, uh, we we watched the Simpsons movie the other day, which is the last truly great thing the Simpsons has done. Some people say that some of the episodes now there's some good ones mixed in, but I don't think so. Well, I've you, watched you would know you would know more than anybody here. Yeah, I watched them I'm, all. I'm up to date on them. I I watch the new ones every week because they come out, and 
nope, nope, nope. They're yeah. just not, they're not good. Like, they're just not funny. I went in. And maybe. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. It might just be the fact that I'm like, I'm comparing them to Golden Age Simpsons, but they're just not. I don't find them funny. I don't, and I don't know that I can separate the two. I mean, from so what I'm, I've I'm seen, never, is they're just written differently now. They're, like the style of the show is different than what it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, but we watched we watched the movie, which is tremendous. That movie is so so fucking good. And uh, we watched it because we were joking the other day, Stacy and I, the other night. And I forget I forget what we were talking about, but I was telling her about the Ralph intro with the uh, 20th Century Fox, where it's like, da, 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 da. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we were joking about that, and I played it for her. And then the other night, like, I didn't know, like, sometimes we'll talk about what to watch. Sometimes one of, we'll just put, one of us will just put something on. Sure. And, like, I was looking at my phone, and she hit play on what on, on the Simpsons movie. I didn't realize that's what it was. And I heard the 20th Century Fox thing. And then I just hear Ralph going, da, 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 da. <laughs> I was like, yes. Oh, that movie's so goddamn good. Albert Brooks is so good, and everybody's so good in it. And also, um, like, but we we've talked about that a whole bunch. There's like there's something too about that movie where like uh, I mean I, I I know as we get older and older and older we keep talking about like our nostalgia but like there was a certain specialness to when even before that movie came out like it was like a renewed love like everybody loved The Simpsons again and like there was all this cool like promotional shit like Seven Elevens turned into Quickie Marts. And you could get, like, branded, like, uh, Flaming Moe's energy drinks and shit like that. Like, I don't know. There was something, like, really special about that. And that little, that small little moment in time. Also, I I don't know about you guys, but, like, I was fully expecting the movie to be horrible. And I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, but they got, all the old, they got a lot of the old writers back. I think that's one of the reasons that movie is so good. I mean, that's key. Like having all those old guys, like because that movie came out thirteen years ago. I know, <laughs> and like that was that was like season eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, like that's a long time ago. Yeah, but that was still ten years removed or eight years removed from all the good writers leaving. Yeah, but like I I, I always forget that like Marge cusses in the movie at the end. Yeah, they're yeah. like riding around the thing. She's like, get rid of the goddamn bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time it kills me. I'm always so shocked that she cusses. I don't know why I forget that. And you get to um, see Bart's dick. Yeah, his doodle. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that movie in... I haven't. Re- I have it sitting around here. I saw it in the theater, and I bought it. I probably watched it twice. But I, I probably haven't watched it in the last, like, I don't know, eight years. I should it's go on, revisit it. It's on Disney+. You should. You should. Yeah. It's, a, it's just... It's so good. I remember, like, walking out, and I, like... To TJ's point, I remember walking into it going like kind of like hopeful, yeah. like like I don't know how they're gonna pull this off. Maybe this 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 is this is set up to fail. And I remember I walking all, out. I think I think we all saw it together. And we yeah, left, I like, walked out like this was great. We left like euphoric afterwards. Like yeah, yeah. it was like rekindled like, interest in the Simpsons. I remember watching the next season premiere with TJ. Yeah, we're excited terrible. to see what they did with it. And it was awful. <laughs> it was yeah. like, oh. You and I both <laughs> you and I both yeah. were like, well, the movie was good. Maybe the show will get good again. No. Nope. It did not. And that was twelve um, years ago. <laughs> and it's still yeah. on. The show is still on. Yep. 
they had episode 700 the other day. Jesus Christ. My goodness. Is it the longest yeah. running show in history? Has I guess it hasn't no. been. No. There's, I don't know. Cause like in America, gun, yes. It, it passed Gunsmoke, but some of those soap operas were on since like the 60s. Hmm. Well, and they were on until like the mid 2000s. Like, I, I don't know that. I guess sitcom wise, probably. There's like. Uh, Japanese anime shows that are like that have like over two thousand episodes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean like Doctor Who had like what twenty five years before they stopped it and that then brought it back again. Yeah, yeah. The longest, there's like isn't Doctor Who like the longest running? But like they don't have as many episodes because there's like breaks. Like Doctor Who's been yeah. around since like the sixties. But so yeah, the original like, one was like from the sixties to the eighties, and then it paused for a while. Then it came back and went away again. It looks like they're not counting. So I just Googled it real quick. It is the number one of the longest running scripted American prime time. So they're not, they're not counting all those, uh, well, they all the, like all the, like, the, like, the, like the soap operas like, or whatever. Like, yeah. Like days of our lives and guiding light and all that stuff. That stuff was on for like yeah, 30 forever. years. Yeah. It's got like 40 it's, years. It's head and shoulders beyond like the second one is, Oddly enough, it's Law & Order's Special Victims Unit, which is on its 22nd season, but The Simpsons God. are on their 32nd season. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the 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 next the next guy, Cal Ripken, is like yeah. well behind the Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> I forget who it is, but it, I think it, wasn't it like Derek Jeter for a little while? But even he was like a thousand games behind. It was yeah. Every time second. they show like the active streak, it's like 1,500 games behind Cal Ripken's streak. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, family, family Guy's about to go 20 seasons. I'll just leave it at that. I'm well, shocked. South Park, South Park is at 20 seasons, I think. They're, they're, if they're not at 20, they're very close. Like, it's weird how long these shows have been going on. I mean, oh, even see, stuff- South Park's not on this list because they're only doing ma- – this is a very specific list. Only aired on major broadcast networks. Well, South Park is <sighs> is pretty pretty long. Oh, yeah, because, like, the, the broadcast networks are all very, like, sno- snooty about uh, – like cable shows and stuff yeah. like that. Because you got to figure that South Park's been around before Family Guy, and South Park never took any breaks. Family Guy had that like f- what five six year break where they didn't make any shows. Yeah. But anyway, um, what else? What else did you watch, Al? I watched an anime called Silent Voice, which was ter- <laughs> It was absolutely terrible. Um, it's uh, this so these. It's set. It starts off in a. It's it's Japanese, obviously. It starts off in their like primary school, like grade school, and this kid bullies a deaf girl to the point that she has to leave the school. <laughs> then it fast forwards to. Uh, they're in high school, and he's like, become like a recluse. It it like eats away at him, and he tries to find her to make amends, and just like. It has all these other characters. Some are bullies. Some are like friendly, but the whole thing is just—it's—it's—it. All the names are very similar. It's hard to track, even with <laughs> subtitles and English dubs. Even with everything, it's hard to track who is who. It was not. What for inspired you. watching this? Because that doesn't seem like will be typically in your wheelhouse. Nope. Uh, one of Stacy's students. Uh, recommended a couple of animes, and we chose this one because it was a movie. The other ones were all TV shows. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the names of the other ones. So uh, Alec brought this up while we were having brunch. 
uh, and uh, I've recommended that you guys should watch Studio Ghibli movies. I forgot yeah. they're they're all on the Plex server. I put them all on there before HBO. Oh, I cool. got HBO Go. So yeah, check some of those out. I think you'll like those. Those are like I've heard, good, I've heard good things about those from just like normal movie watchers. Yeah, that's that's kind of so, they're, they're like gateway anime. Like I heard they're, they're not, beautiful. Like they're just really. You well, haven't watched any of them either, Gogs? No, but I heard they're. I'll check them out. Yeah, they're good. It's like, they're all. They're, I heard. I've heard they're great. And then there's like an and it's an. Hmm? There's an Irish or Scottish animation studio that's on fire right now. Oh yeah, they uh, they made that Wolf Walkers movie. It's on Apple and like Apple supposedly. There, there's a movie they just put out. I know. Yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be awesome. I haven't seen it. And supposedly their their animation is outstanding as well. Um watched uh true lies the best arnold schwarzenegger movie hands down no i mean what it's a week great... for sean to be off he can't argue with us it's a great movie <laughs> no I argument don't... it's not arnold schwarzenegger's best movie i mean that's that's just no what's his what do you think his best movie is his best movie is you're gonna say terminator or predator no i'm gonna say total recall is his best movie bold yeah i think he's really good in total recall <laughs> I think he's. I don't know, man. I think he's, he's such really a wide, good he's in such a, True Lies. It's funny because, like, shows, you think about Arnold to wide a wide range in True Lies. Like, yeah, that's he's fair. funny. I mean, I like True Lies a lot. I think True Lies is a great movie. Um, yeah, like I haven't seen all James Cameron's movies. It was probably my favorite James Cameron movie too. I Definitely my I... favorite Tom Arnold movie. I feel like I have seen all of James James Cameron's movies. Aliens is my favorite James Cameron movie. No shit, uh, you had no idea. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, man, it's true frustrating because like, why can't James Cameron make movies like that anymore? Now he's just stuck on making a thousand avatars. God, I yep. wish and re-releasing them in China just to beat Endgame again. Yeah, I they're just going to be going back. They're just going to be going back and forth forever, like re-releasing those two movies for. I forgot he did every that. couple of years. He just so, did it. It was just like a few weeks ago. I remember. Yeah, it just happened. Um, but man, True Lies is just outstanding. Arnold's great. Tom Tom Arnold is great. Is Tom like, Arnold's best movie by? He's so a country mile. He's oh, so. What about that DMX movie we watched? Yep. <laughs> yep. In- including that. What's funny is that's Tom Arnold's second best movie. (laughs) But man, he's great in this movie. And like, you can see where he could be great in a lot of things if he could get that shtick down right. But I guess he just couldn't. I don't know. Uh, The terrorists, like the main terrorist is great. Uh, Tia Carrera is great. Jamie Lee Curtis is outstanding in this movie. Um, Yeah, the action scenes are phenomenal. The dude yeah, that, drives a like a dirt bike off the roof of a hotel into a pool on the roof of another hotel, and then Arnold tries to chase him with a police horse. From Arnold the yelling at the hotel. horse afterwards is my yeah. favorite. <laughs> what about the the scene with the fucking Harrier jet in the like that shit is rad. Like, there's a lot of oh, great. When Arnold when Arnold gets in it and he's like, Ooh. "You're gonna have to sign for this, sir." I'll sign for it. Yeah, and he's like, take it off, and he is like, <laughs> his, like getting his sea legs back. He's like hitting cop cars and stuff, and he he just kind of looks at the camera and just like, eh. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's like, oh, it's like riding a bike. He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. He'll come back. <laughs> 
Yeah, that movie's great. I could watch that movie like over and over. It's so like the, fucking good. Like the Bill Paxton side plot is hilarious. Like yeah, whole, like, oh, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even bring that up, and that's and that's tremendous. They're, they get him. They're holding him over like the edge of a dam. And he's like, oh god, oh god, I got a tiny yeah. tiny dick. <laughs> I remember that. I'm not I'm not a terrorist. I'm a used car salesman. I don't get any pussy. <laughs> oh, what a, what a terrorist piss himself. I just peed my pants. He's so good at it. Oh, it's so good. Like the part, <laughs> the scene where Arnold's explaining how he's going to kill everyone in that room. Oh, yeah. So, like, after he's got the truth serum, like, first of all, the conversation with him and Jamie Lee Curtis, where she's like, are we going to die? I was like, yep. <laughs> like, he's just, like, being yeah. super honest with her. And then they're like, and then he explains how he's going to kill everybody. It's like, how are you going to do that? It's like, while you were talking, you know, those handcuffs, I picked them. And they just kills everybody. It's awesome. Exactly, exactly how he said he was going to. Oh, God, I love that movie. That movie features, that movie has a nuclear warhead going off. Like, that movie's got everything. Yeah, they blow up an island in the Florida Keys. Yeah. Do you guys and remember? They blow up Miami. Do you guys remember the fucking Super Nintendo game that came out? That from... was good. That game was good. That game was <laughs> yeah. legitimately fun. It actually wasn't bad. Uh, one of the better movie tie-in games. I never played that. I don't know that I ever... I think I had a Super Nintendo, but I got it way late in the game, right at the tail end that I had, like... Or no, I had an N64. I don't think I ever had a Super Nintendo. Oh, I, I had tons of... Super, I had Super Nintendos for days. Son. Um, Anything else, Alan? N- yeah, the last movie I watched was a movie called The Banker, and I think we watched it on Apple TV, but I'm not sure if it was an exclusive or somewhere else. It stars uh, Anthony Mackie, Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, Nicholas Holt. Okay. I like all and, of those uh, guys. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. It's uh, set in like I think the '60s, maybe the '50s, maybe the '60s. Um, <clears throat> Anthony Mackie is kind of like uh, a savant with numbers. So he gets into real estate and he's, him and uh, Cole Meany are going to business together, buying out properties. Um, Anthony Mackie is the, like the brains behind it. Cole Meany is the face that closes the deals. Cause Anthony Mackie can't cause he's black. Um, Cole Meany dies. So like all his properties start defaulting back to white owners because they won't allow him to own these buildings anymore. So him and Samuel L. Jackson get this idea. They basically take Nicholas Holt, groom him, teach him all the all the all the math, how to memorize the numbers, and they teach him like basically it's like a uh, what's the movie with Eliza Doolittle, uh, My Fair Lady. They're like yeah, tra- yeah. they like they like charm school him up so he can fit into high society. And they send Nicholas Holt in to close all these deals. And they're buying property everywhere. And eventually they start buying banks so they can make loans to other African-Americans so they can start their own businesses and have their own lines of credit because no banks will give black people credit in the 60s. This, was this based yeah, on a true good. story or something? Like, it, it, is, sounds... it, is based on a true, it is based on a true story. And it is excellent. Like I loved it. I thought it was so good. Sounds uh, good. Everybody's everybody's good in it. Uh, Anthony Mackie is like just outstanding. He's, real He's such good. a good actor. 
Yeah, I watched the second um, episode of uh, Winter Soldier Falcon today. He was good in that. Yeah. Baltimore police um, but, tried to arrest Falcon. Gotta love it. Oh, my. And then they begrudgingly arrest <laughs> the Winter Soldier instead. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, yeah I, the bank, the banker, you guys should check it out. It's really, it's really good, and it's also really infuriating. Yeah. Uh, seeing the shit that people had to go through. I mean, not that they don't still, still go through. Still go it. through, yeah. Yeah. Do you like, know when it came out, just, Alec? I think it just came out either this year or last year. But uh, check, it's definitely. great, and everybody's everybody's really good in it. I'll check it um, out. That was it. Aside from, uh, oh no, I'm going to talk about a TV show for a second: The Mighty Ducks, Game Changers. I heard that's I heard that's pretty good. They made the Mighty Ducks the bad guys, right? Yeah, the first episode is pretty good. I talked about it with TJ a little bit yesterday morning. It's basically they're Cobra Kaiing the Mighty Ducks. Like it's. In the first episode, it's way better than I ever expected it to be, and I can't wait for the second one to come out. All right. But it's, uh, I would I would check it out. And it has Gordon Bombay in it. Oh. Well, I mean, what hey, else I'm is Gordon he doing? Bombay. You know. Not you. Not you. Hey, I'm Gordon <laughs> Bombay. Not you. <laughs> not you. <laughs> Put this whole town in my rear view. My rear view. Um, uh, Banker came out last year, 2020. I'll check it out. And it is in... It is in the 60s. You should, oh, it has a Nia Long in it, and she looks great. Ooh, for sure. Uh, anything else, Al? Mm, no. That okay. is all. And you pass the mic to... Uh, God. Uh, I watched two things. Two things. One, one of which I'll table. Tabled. Yep. Um, yes. So, uh, the thing I did watch that no one I don't know I did anyone else watch the last blockbuster I finally watched it last night Sean watched it cuz I saw him post about it but I haven't watched it It's it's not bad it's uh it's it's weird like I normally like those kind of documentaries but it's like you know they're following this blockbuster that's in Bend Oregon like yeah, over I, the course of like a couple of years Yeah um, they that 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 blockbuster became like a meme for a little while that that it still existed I think it still does exist. It was like the I think they started shooting in 2017, and in 2017 there was like 17 blockbusters left, and then by 2018 there was four, and then by 2019 there was just this one. There was the three in Alaska, and then this one in Bend, Oregon, and now this is the, like the last one. It sort of follows the main character is kind of the it, it's the the manager of the blockbuster. This woman who's her whole family's worked there and yada yada. Um, and it sort of talks about the downfall, the rise and downfall of Blockbuster, which I thought would be more entertaining, but it wasn't. Um, and sort of like Do the... They, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm, no, no, no. I'm sorry. You go ahead. And sort of like the rise and I guess the, the the rise and fall of the just the whole rental market video industry and like how Blockbuster kind of cornered it all. And then uh, where Blockbuster just... There's a more interesting movie about how Blockbuster mismanaged themselves into failure that's only touched on it's touched on fairly lightly. Like there's like maybe 20 minutes of it that kind of goes into that. I, that I think that's a much more interesting story. Yeah. Um, did, did they talk at all about how the guy that owns Netflix went to blockbuster first? And they they like, did. And they explained it with puppets, which was kind of funny. Yeah. That's like, that's one of those like historical boners. Like basically like, the, the Netflix guy was like, went to Blockbuster, threw out his idea, and they're like, nah, nah, it's never going to work. So he wanted to team up with them. Yeah, yeah. 
and they, they apparently after? apparently they laughed him out of the room. <laughs> and, 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 and I don't know if you remember, do you remember uh, back like this is like second or third gen smartphones? There used to be a blockbuster streaming app that like no one used. So, so that they funny. tried to why, launch. Why would you? Well, they, they kind of go into it though, which is interesting. And also the movie's just peppered with like B listers, like just talk like, like Paul Shearer. And the guy who did Super High Me and Ron Funches, who I love Ron Funches, but like it, the list of people they have to interview that are like celebrities are, uh, it, it's very, it's weird. Celebrities. Celebrities. But, um, they go into that and they talk about how when Netflix was just starting and when Blockbuster realized they screwed the pooch and then Blockbuster was like, okay, we got to fix this. And I guess it was Carl Icahn showed up and like, in fact, in, in, he, he fired the whole management team. He hired new management. They shook it up. And Blockbuster is actually really well positioned to compete with Netflix. They were like, they 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 laid it all out. Like they, even the online service, all that could have could have beat Netflix into the ground. The problem was that Viacom and Les Moonves, I think it's Les Moonves, uh, Viacom had bought Blockbuster years prior, had leveraged all the assets of Blockbuster against like bad Viacom debt. So when oh, two thousand like when two thousand eight happened, two thousand eight happened. Netflix had cash and Blockbuster didn't. Blockbuster was like just like dead in the water. It had no money. And then that did it. That did them in. If, if Blockbuster hadn't been leveraged so bad by Viacom, then Blockbuster might have beat out Netflix. Um, and it's, instead they put their money in trying to compete with Redbox and that failed after like less than a year. Yeah. And what was really funny was um, they talked about, remember, the, I, I forgot about this ad until I saw it. I guess I like this documentary more than I thought. Check it out. Um, they're talking about, <laughs> uh, they're talking about that. Remember back when they had that ad where everyone was marching going, no more late fees, no more late fees. No. And like the, the commercial was like the Blockbuster employees unfurling the banner that said no more late fees. I don't remember that. I do not remember that. I remember that. I only remember the, I remember the ad because they showed it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember this. I remember when Blockbuster did this, like, as in, in their death throes. So at some point, Blockbuster said no more late fees. And they were talking to, like, the former CEO of Blockbuster, the former whatever. He's like, yeah, revenue got cut by – cut to a third. They're like, you mean cut oh, yeah. by a third? He goes, no, cut to a third. Jeez. They had, like, like, like who? what's the motivation to ever return a movie? Yeah, like, like yeah. people were pissed off. People would show up on a Saturday night to rent a movie, and it's like, "What do you mean it's not here?" It's like, "Well, it's supposed to be here, but they didn't return it, and they're not getting it." Like, it just like between not renting it and then not getting the money for the late fees, which I guess is like how a lot of like municipalities plan their budgets around speeding cameras. Like they just, yeah, they went. That was it. They they were just managed to shit. I, um, I will say they like I you know there's a part of me, and it's probably me being a fucking old man. Uh, whatever we are, where I guess we're technically late end millennials, or I don't know what. Yeah, we're, we're like Zen, the, we're, we're zennials. Like, zennials, we're the, like the very the we're very first millennial. year of millennials. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I I genuinely miss going to a video store. I you know, really do. I they brought I, that up. I miss. Yeah, I, I liked walking around it and going. I mean, oh, I, okay. I miss going to Blockbuster. I miss that that I don't know if you, either one of you guys ever got a chance to go there. But there is a place in Halethorpe near the Walmart there that was called like Movie Stop or something, and they were just like all they sold was uh, used Blu-rays and like just oh, yeah. search. Oh, that place fucking ruined. When they went out of business, everybody, all of us got stuff there. We yeah, all found. I, I loved that place. Just the idea 
to like search through stuff. And I know like, you know, obviously nowadays, you know, we can, I mean, Christ, we, we make a joke of it. Like I can find you mean personally, I can find any movie I want to see in like 15 seconds. Usually it doesn't matter. But like the idea of like sifting through things was, is exciting to me. And like, it was fun. It was like, I don't know. I, there's something about it. I miss. And I don't, I can't put my finger on what that well, they, is. They touched on that in the movie, which is okay. So now I officially like this documentary. Cause as I reflect on it, <laughs> um, but they touch on that because they're like, you know, it's a, there was something about, you know, everything streaming, everything, well, not everything, but, you know, so much streaming, so much not, digital, right? Like not almost everything is streaming. I mean, right. But much. like, but like not, like not dealing with like, actual hard media right like they were like there's something communal and interesting about going to a video store and interacting either with the people you're with or interacting with the employees yeah. or interacting with other folks and just talking about movies and kind of having a joint like in-person well, experience and like even though even though when shit. i i went to the video store i would i would literally it, it, i'd never talk to anyone <laughs> yeah but and, I mean, and you know now that I think about it, mostly like the what I miss is like the mom and pop video stores because the blockbusters always sucked because they didn't they didn't carry anything that was like weird or like foreign. Oh, you, actually, <laughs> you should you should watch this because there's about two and a half minutes of Lloyd Kaufman shitting on blockbuster. <laughs> um, and like this last blockbuster in Oregon, it's interesting because like so back in the day, I lost a videotape to our not to blockbuster to our local movie place. And I thought it got returned. Like, it didn't get returned. It's like a ninety-five bucks. They were going to charge bucks. me. They called me, and I was like sixteen. They called me and said it'd be six hundred dollars because back in the day, the, I guess the, the the studios used to charge the video rental stores seventy-five to one hundred dollars, and I guess they were trying to figure out how much that was worth. Whatever. I think my dad settled the whole thing for under a hundred bucks. But um, the like I forgot that that was a thing. Like you couldn't buy like release day. You couldn't get stuff. And now well, this yeah. last this last blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, on new release day, God bless her, the woman, the manager, she goes to Target. She buys all the new release Blu-rays so that they have a stockpile of <laughs> That's them. That's awesome. Because, so, yeah. like... Well, geez. the thing is, if you remember, and this is like, God, we've turned into old man the podcast, but, like, when we were kids, there was a boom in the home video market. Mm-hmm. And it was because, previous to that... Like the only way you could get movies was through Errol's and the the old video stores. Like even previous, I think Blockbuster was around way sooner, way, way before that, but we didn't get them until later. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, that's why like video rental prices were like insane. Like, yeah, if you lose this, like the videotapes like $500 because they spent like crazy money to get these tapes because you couldn't buy, there wasn't a market, there wasn't right. a home market to buy this shit. It's crazy. No, it's bonkers. But yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was. Check it out. Actually, it's pretty. It was. It was I, wa- I guess it was pretty interesting. And I, Kevin, I know Kevin Smith's <laughs> in it, and people are like, whatever. Such a, such a turn off seeing him on like the opening, the whatever you call it, the link for the it. Promo. He's only. He's only yeah. mild. I'd say he's mildly insufferable. Didn't in this. he legit buy the Quick Stop video though? He like bought that, RTS, I think. That's what. That's what the the. Where they filmed Clerks, right? Yeah, yeah. RTS like and Quick Stop. Yeah, he I think built he bought or those. he bought that whole spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, check it out. And then the other thing I watched, me and TJ both watched. I guess TJ, did you watch anything else? Uh, yeah, I watched one other thing, but I'll talk about it briefly because I know you two could give two shits about it. <laughs> I watched uh, Nicholas Winding Reffins the Neon Demon again. 
I haven't watched it. I still need to watch since that. Since it came out, uh, I think you might like it. That's the one about it's, the model, right? Yeah, it's like a horror movie. I mean, it's it's like a weird kind of vampire movie. Um, but there's just I don't know, man. I, you know, it, it, it's like um, I kind of equate Nicholas Winding Refn, at least late stage Nicholas Winding Refn, to like Chuck Palahniuk. Like they both get similar complaints of like, well, they're all style and no substance, but it's like, and like they kind of make the same movie over and over again. But I like that movie. Like, I like what Nicholas Winding Refn does. Like, there's so many cool just shots in this movie, and I love the music, and I love how he composes a scene. Like, it's got that, like, this to me, like, um, you know, he wrote and directed this. And I think this to me is his most, like, I I, I hate the term, but I'm going to use it anyway. This is most, like, Lynchian movie because the dialogue is, like, very stilted. And, like, people criticize that, but it's kind of like how I feel about Yargos Lanthimos movies and David Lynch movies. Like, if you can tell it's intentional and it's part of the piece, like, it works. Like, I don't... Like, it's... Bad dialogue in a movie is is one thing, but, like, when everyone's kind of talking in that tone, you're like, oh, well, this is what he's going for. Like, I don't know. I, I love it. I think it's a great movie. Um... It's like, I think it's just under two hours and it like flies by, like it's over before you know it. Um, it's, it's definitely something to watch. Like I watched it. I was, I, uh, I watched it in a very dark, very loud room and it was like very, I don't know. It's one of those movies where his movies can be very hypnotic and, uh, like, I don't know. There's just certain sequences in the movie. I just think are fantastic, but I, I love that movie. I think it's great. Um, is it the deepest thing in the world? No, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, but then I also watched London Boulevard with Gogs. Gogs, you want to tell the people about our our? It actually ties into this is probably why I watched Neon Demon because it ties into Nicholas Winding Refn. Yeah. So um, TJ, TJ and I were hanging out. We're like, let's watch a movie. Well, let's watch. I haven't watched Drive in a while. Let's watch Drive. We love Drive. So yes. we're getting, we popped the drive. We were, we were getting a little, we were a little, we we're feeling kind of nice. We we're in our cups a bit. <laughs> yeah, so a little bit. <laughs> we, we, we pop in the Blu-ray to watch Drive, and it, you know, it's an old Blu-ray, so it had trailers in the beginning. And I forget what the first trailer, oh, the first trailer was just a trailer for movies. It was just, it was like, yeah. it was like, because I guess, I guess like, was it one of those studio trailers? Yeah. No, it was like a, this show, was like, like trailer. It was like it was Drive, like, I guess Drive was an early Blu-ray. It's like, Alec, check out all these Blu-rays. Alec, it was so insane. It was like, it was like, Gogs is right. It was a trailer for like the concept of movies because a it film. was like, it was like every kind of movie. It was like, you know. Uh, like a like a modern movie with like Zach Braff and then like Stanley Kubrick, then some art film, then Starship Troopers, and then like and then at the end they like and th- and also this trailer I don't we didn't clock it again we were we were feeling kind of nice uh I felt like this tra- <laughs> this trailer for films lasted for about ten minutes and then like at the end of it they showed just this murderer's row of credits of like. Hey, did you did you like this one scene? Because we showed you clips of the following movies. These are all on Blu-ray. It's like, their ratings. It's like, do you like Starship Troopers in Chinatown? Here you go. I mean, I do. Actually yes, like and maybe I like both of. Those I like movies. both those movies, but yeah, it was just like it was one of those like I guess when Blu-ray before Blu-ray became the dominant yeah. media, this was like it, one of those ones like here's all the things you can see it on was Blu-ray. Very weird to be this like to remember what shit was like in 2006 
Right. It's like, I'm not oh, going to yeah. lie. I, I remember those things and I used to love those trailers. Oh my God. I was like, <laughs> they just I had forget. a bunch of awesome clips from awesome movies. Like, <laughs> Dude, yeah, they, give me more of that. So then after, after that, after the commercial for movies. Yeah, after the commercial uh, for movies, there was a commercial for, I don't think there was another trailer. And then the, I think no. the next trailer the, was, it was just for, this. it was for London Boulevard yeah. starring um, Colin Farrell. Yeah, and we're watching this trailer going, okay, okay, maybe. And we, neither of us had seen it. So yeah. we're like, well, let's go see if we can go find this son of a bitch. And so we quit out of watching that Blu-ray, went to Amazon. It was like $3 to rent it. And we watched it, and it opened strong. It was like kind of like a, a, a Guy Ritchie-esque British gangster movie. And then it just fell it, to peace. Like, it, like, it became fuck. this incongruous mess of scenes and ideas. Yeah. Like, it, that, so, it, yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's like, it's like, hey, we need more subplots. Like, we don't have a main plot to go off. Like, really... No, they did have a main plot. That was the problem. You nailed it. TJ called it. It's like, was this based on a book? And I Googled it. I was like, yep, apparently it was. Yeah. And they tried to get every little bit of the book into it. It was, it was such a, it was such a frustrating movie because like the cast is really good. Yes. Like, uh, what's his name? The, Ray the, Winstone's the, in it. Ray Winstone's great. No, but who was the guy? David that, Thewlis. David Thewlis. David Thewlis was fantastic. He plays like. He plays like this, like, I don't know, like, consigliere of uh, Kira Knightley. Like this kind of, uh, not consigliere, more like a like a bodyguard slash, like, personal assistant, I guess would be the yeah, best way like, to describe yeah. him. He's like a, right. He's like, like a fixer, actually, I guess would be this. Because he, like, he gets her drugs, but he also, like, takes care of problems. So he's yes. more of like a fixer. But he's great. He, like, I want the David Thewlis movie because, like, every scene he's in is so good. He's and then, good. like, there's Colin so many... Colin Farrell's really good in it. Colin Farrell's great. There's so many scenes of this movie that are, like, really cool, and then they, like, cut to, like, the weird forced Kira Knightley-Colin Farrell, like, love triangle, like, not triangle, but love aspect of the story, and it's like, just... Kira Knightley, who is not the greatest actress, was good in it. Her just scenes were just completely... They were juxtaposed against, like... Yeah, well, It just her, didn't make... It, just, it, was just, it was just a mess. Her character was so undercooked, and their their relationship, like, didn't feel earned at all. And, yeah, like, nothing about this movie was Also, earned. like, the th- one of the things that bothered me is that, on a production level, is that... So she's supposed to be this, like, very famous actress in this movie, and every time Colin Farrell sees a picture of her in the world, it's the same picture, and it's like, you couldn't have her take two fucking pictures... Like, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, if if I see, I don't know, Lady Gaga out in the world, right? Like, I'm going to always, see... Always in that meat suit. <laughs> right? I'm going to see different pictures of Lady Gaga. I believe today is her birthday. That's why I thought about that. Oh, shout out to Lady Gaga. Shout out to Patreon of ours, Lady Gaga. Shout out to Stephanie yeah. Germanata. Is that her real yeah, name? Yeah, I was trying to think of her yep. last name real quick, but I couldn't. Shit. But yeah, this movie this movie suffers from too many plots. You've got you've yeah. got the Colin Farrell re- revenging his his bum his, his homeless friend plot, you've which got which his goes Colin, fucking nowhere and then like ends the movie and it's like what you got <laughs> Colin you have Colin Farrell's uh, sister slash nightmare oh. doctor plot. Oh, pause real quick. Yeah, his sister in this movie is so fucking hot, like. And she's like, she's like always in outfits that her like her ass is falling out. It's fantastic. Like you get, you got yeah. the Ray Winstone trying to trying to recruit 
Colin Farrell plot. You've got the Ray Winstone. You got Colin Farrell's boy uh, who works for Ray Winstone fucking shit up plot. Then you've got the love interest plot. Then you've got whatever David Thewlis is doing. And then you've yeah. got all the stuff with the with the um, uh, paparazzi. Like you've got like seven plots, and it's just a mess. And it starts. The problem is it starts pretty good. It starts like okay, this ain't bad, and then it just like it tries. Like I, I was so impressed that TJ picked up on the novel thing because I, I think what they did was they were like okay, well that happened in the novel and it happened in this order, so now we're gonna do it, and it was completely unnecessary. They could have just streamlined that shit. Um, yeah, it was, and it, it was like we looked up the like we always do. We looked up the guy that wrote and directed this, and he had done like nothing else. And then after watching this movie, you're like, oh, that's why. Like he yeah. sucks. Like it was just like you had all these great pieces in place, and you just made this trash movie. This is another movie that like I think the runtime was like a hundred and what was it like it was uh, an hour and like 43 minutes or something yeah 103 minutes and, no i i corrected myself <sighs> thank you very much uh but it felt like two and a half hours like it was so long but the parts that were good were great and the parts that weren't just dragged yeah anyway yeah that's all i that's all i watched so, so there we go all right let's get into our feature presentation bum 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 21 bridges what alec what happened Oh, oh! Uh, we open up on a funeral. Young baby Chadwick Boseman's dad is a cop who got killed. Um, Chadwick Boseman then becomes a cop who pledges that he's going to go after cop killers all the time. He's going to get cop killers. Yeah, uh, we see like him getting tea. getting interviewed by uh, Internal Affairs. Because they think he's killing too many cop killers. Yeah, he has like eight kills to his to his record, and he says they were all good. I was cleared on all of them. And they said, "Well, doesn't it affect your mentally that you kill these cop killers?" And he's like, "No, I do what I do." Yeah, basically. Um, then he makes some weird uh, civil war and Vietnam analogy, which is kind of forced. It's also my yeah, first. There's a, there's a lot of dialogue in this movie that is forced and weird. Uh, well, it's funny because Alec, uh, again, in this infamous brunch we've been talking about, Alec warned me that the dialogue in this movie was really stupid. And, like, I, as soon as that line came out, I was like, oh no. And then it just got worse. Like, it snowballed. There's so many yeah. cringy lines of dialogue in this movie. Like, Sienna I, Miller is terrible in this movie. Also, Sienna Miller can't decide if she's from New York or Boston with her accent half the time. Um, it's yeah. yeah. We'll get into it in more detail, in more granular detail later. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your plot synopsis, your um, gog synopsis, if you will. And interrupt me if I miss anything, but I don't think there's there's really not a ton. This movie kind of moves. Like, it does actually, that, uh, yeah. There's not a ton that uh, happens. It's got, like, no fat to it at all. Um, cut to a, uh, a... It looks like, I guess, a wine store? A wine... I guess a wine store, like a sommelier store or something. Yeah, I guess. Um, it's like a restaurant and a... I think it's a restaurant with, like, a healthy liquor store. And uh, Taylor Kitsch and... I can't remember the other guy's actor's name. I've seen him other stuff. He's a good actor. He He really needs to get more roles. He was... He was phenomenal in this. I thought he was great. I don't in this. think 
he didn't have any stupid dialogue. I, I, thought Taylor, I thought Taylor Kitsch was good in this. I did not care for Taylor Kitsch in this movie. His accent was... I couldn't deal with his accent. Also, like... like him and this other kid. They said that these two kids grew up together from the same neighborhood, but Taylor Kitsch has this stupid, overdone New York accent, and the other kid doesn't at all. Well, also, But they like, went through life literally, like, together. And we'll, we'll get into it in a second, but, like, Taylor Kitsch ends up being, like, murder-happy, and, like, that doesn't really pan out besides the first scene. It's like... I don't... I don't know. It... It, it, the other guy's the other guy's name's Steph. It's either Stephen or Stephen James. The movie is very inconsistent. Often, I will put it that way. I felt like I felt like characterization was like all over the place. Um. So yeah. So we're at the Somalia store, and <laughs> they are Stop. the uh, I was Taylor Taylor, Taylor Kitsch and Stephen James go there because they were sent by a drug, a, a, a rival drug dealer to whoever owns this place to steal their cocaine. And they say they have 30 kilos in the basement. They get down there. They don't have 30 kilos. They have 300 kilos of pure uncut Coke. Yeah. Which Nose is absurd. <laughs> the guy, uh, Stephen James tested. He's like, uh, this is uncut. This is like, Tens of millions of dollars worth of coke. Uh, they steal what they can, and the cops show up just as they're about to leave, even though they weren't called. Uh, keep that in mind for later. Uh, Taylor Kiss just starts blowing away cops right off the bat. There's no like negotiation. Oh no, yeah. no like. And I was and like, oh my god, like this is right. This is right into it. And he's they like these like si- these like silenced assault weapons that are just like poof 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 poof. Yeah. And he is just blowing everybody away. And this like, movie opens like the end of heat. And he's like double tapping guys. Like he there's a moment where he like shoots his cop and he's obviously down and he just fucking done it. Like he just goes up and just takes them out. Um they go to leave and more cops show up for backup. They kill all those cops too. In the process, destroying their uh, Audi or Mercedes or whatever they had as their getaway car. Uh, yeah, they realized they were kind of set up. Their guy who set them up with this job, they confront him, and he takes them to uh, the drug dealer who wanted them to steal the Coke. Meanwhile, Chadwick Bozeman, I can't remember his character's name, but Chadwick Bozeman is Andre dealing something. with... He gets called to the scene of the crime because he's the, I don't know, the lead homicide investigator or something. And also, he investigates cop murders. Uh, he gets in there, and we're, J.K. Simmons is uh, is there. Always nice to see Just Kidding Simmons. He's good in this movie, too. I thought he was good. <sighs> he's good in it. But again, his accent, like the accents in this all just, I don't know, none of them worked for me. Yeah, the only I, the only performance that really did work was Chadwick Boseman, probably because he didn't try to do an accent. He just well, he does. Like, a, I'm uh, just going to talk normally. He does a. He, I felt like he was doing a Denzel. Did a little Denzel impression, like there are a lot of movies. Also, yeah, maybe that's, uh, that's more cadence than accent, though. Also, like I in the beginning of this movie, not so much the rest of it, because again, you don't know what's what uh, like order they film this movie, but like there's a scene in the very beginning when he goes to his house. And he looks like really, really thin. And I got really depressed. I was like, that's sad. 
I think it might have been a pickup shot from like. Well, later yeah, it's, on. Like, it's like right when he goes. We haven't seen that. The scene hasn't happened. I don't think the scene happened yet in the movie in our timeline. But like he goes to when he sees his mom and he's in his suit and like his suit is like hanging off of him. And I'm like, oh. yeah, we. I I just skipped over that. That was uh, before where we God, are now. I mean, I, this whole month has been rough because you know, like he's such a talented actor and to lose him so young, but like. You know, you got to figure, knowing what you know now, like, you got to figure, like, he was dealing with shit probably during the production. Well, he, they said he was dealing with it all during through Black the Panther. all the Marvel movies. But, like, you got to figure yeah. he, he was really, really dealing with it in this. And, like, God, I don't know. Like, that. it was only the one. Sh- the rest of the movie looked fine. But there was one shot where he looked, like, especially thin. And I was just, like, it really fucking bummed me out. I was like, God damn. I mean, again, I, I think we can't overstate, like, how fucking sad it is that he passed away. Like, I mean, just such a fucking talent. Like, yeah, it is. It is an absolute shame. Yeah. Um. So then we have one of the first cringy, cringy dialogue lines where he's him and J.K. Simmons are arguing with the FBI over who has jurisdiction. And one of the FBI agents calls Chadwick Boseman a trigger. Yeah. Because he goes yeah. off. He, he shoots off people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Ch- to which Chadwick Boseman responds, you better enunciate properly when you call me a trigger. Yeah. Or else we'll have problems. And just like, ugh. Yeah, it was. It was what a line. It was not good. And then you look up, the screenwriter was white. So it's like, mm. 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 Not, not great. I don't think a black person would write that line. Maybe Probably I'm Probably not. Probably not. Um, yeah. Uh, they convinced the feds to give them till the morning, so they locked down the island. All How did they do that? Bridges. There it is. They shut down 21 <laughs> bridges, and they flood the island with blue, which uh, I guess kind of works. Well, not really. <laughs> not really, no. It still ends up just being a couple of people that find everybody. Uh, the bad guys or the movie bad guys go to the drug dealer who set them up to get to steal the coke, and he's just like they're they're yelling at him and they want they want a reason why everything went went down and went wrong, and he's just like like fuck you guys, just give me my drugs, here's your money. Sometimes shit happens, and uh, to which point he tries to give them like a hundred grand for everything or some incredibly low price because he says people in the drug oh. game don't pay attention to oh. details. Oh, this is another cringy ass line in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mind the setup, but the, the Taylor Kitsch's line is terrible. That, that's I like what the, I, yeah, yeah. The, I liked the setup. The, so the Stefan or Steven or Stefan does the math on what they, cause they say we want to get paid. No, we want to get paid what, like 5 million or something like that. Yeah. They just want a straight million. Or, okay, a million. And he's like, there's no way. There's no way I'm giving you a million. To which Steven rattles off the exact weight of what they stole, times the exact street value, times how much they can cut it with to make it even more. To what then Taylor Kitsch re- replies, yeah, this is one of them detail-oriented motherfuckers that you hate uh, so much. Uh, that's the line that was like, all right, like I'm I not- thought the kid rattled off everything was awesome. I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, that, that part was dealer the, math. It was the button to the scene that I didn't need. That's yeah. that's what I was talking about. The tail of Kitsch going, he's one of those deep. It's like we know you didn't have to say it. Like we got it. We we were all here. We all watched the scene. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I minded that. Uh, maybe I'm an idiot. I didn't mind that that bad. I guess it was just Taylor Kitsch's delivery. Probably his accent more than anything. <laughs> He's one of them detail-oriented motherfuckers. Yeah. Anyway. Um, then we cut back to the uh, a bar. The third guy that was part of the uh, drug deal, the guy who got Taylor Kitsch the job, is drinking at a bar, and two of the uh, detectives who were buddies with all the cops that were killed just bust in the bar and blow them away, and then plant the gun on them. It's it's like the Dave Chappelle joke <laughs> from the yeah. old Chappelle, the old Dave Chappelle uh, stand-up special. Like everybody who gets shot by the cops always has crack on them because the, the cops shoot them, they just sprinkle crack all over their bodies. Yeah, and it was basically that. They just yeah. like blew him away and then took a gun and threw it on the floor next to him. Yeah. To which Chadwick Boseman calls bullshit. He says, You're a fat cop with a thirty eight in your ankle holster, and that's what's sitting on the ground. <sighs> Cause these cops just want the cop killers dead. Yeah, they don't <laughs> because they, they, they don't, don't want they don't want uh Chadwick Boseman to be able to talk to any of them and find out that they're all corrupt and they're all in on the drug dealing. Well, you don't know that until um, later, but yeah. You don't know that till but later. You but you suspect it. it. You know it because when the cops show up uncalled to that thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I just assume cops just want to murder people left and right. I yeah. That's the other. That's the other problem I have with this movie. I bring a lot of my my real life baggage into like the, the cop scenario. But yeah, Chadwick yeah. Boseman throws a mean right hand in that scene though. Yeah, he does. Yes. <laughs> to another cop. He's probably yeah. going to see Internal Affairs again. Um. The cop killers go to... I can't remember the guy's name. He was in a... It's the guy from Deep Space Nine, wasn't he? Like, Yeah, he was in He was in Game of Thrones. He was the one of the guys. Oh, yeah! Born. He was the and guy. He was, the, he was the doctor in Deep Space Nine. They call him like a... He's like a Sudanese fella or something. They, but they... I can't remember what they call him. But he's, 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 he's like the fixer of fixers. Yeah, <laughs> like he, people he, just he, take, their, take their money to him. He cleans their money and sends them wherever. So he takes their million dollars, takes thirty hundred grand as a cut, gets them new IDs, passports, cleans all the money onto like Visa gift cards for them so they can have access yeah. to all the money. They just got to get out of the city. And once they get out of the city, they get to Miami and then they fly to, I'm assuming, the Cayman Islands. Somewhere with a non-extradition treaty with the U.S. and lived the rest of their lives like kings. Um, he said the cops show up right after they show up, and the cops are trying to kick in his door. He gets shot in the eye. That is brutal. That lives. shit is pretty. Cool. It looks That's... so gross. Well, it's kind of cool. Like I will say that uh, I have my problems with this movie, but that sequence is pretty badass because, like, he's this like. He kind of feels like he's this above the law kind of fixer. Even his like his his little lair has this like double thick steel door that the cops are trying to smash in that they haven't been able to get into. 
and like he's like you know who who's your fucking what's your badge number like what precinct are you in and as soon as they see him looking through that eye hole they just shoot him in the fucking eye it's rest. yeah because right, i mean they even say that like he he washes the money for the cops like he's connected to everybody so he's yeah, got he's, this like he's on unto- i guess he thought himself untouchable yeah it's pretty well rad. he probably was until their whole kingdom was about to come crashing down yeah, because you find uh, out like but, in this scene that he gives the one guy the flash drives that kind of in it, they incriminate everybody. So the cops, the re- like, which actually now thinking about it, he should know that he's not untouchable because he they you know what I mean. He's already been compromised, so it's kind of a dumb scene now that I think about it because he should be scared of the cops because he's got all their information. So like, why don't they just waste him? Like, yeah, but you know, they're they need they it's they like need symbiotic. Him. Like they need him too. If they yeah. waste him, then how are they going to clean all their money? Well, yeah, well they can find another fixer. I guess the thing is, like with him I mean, not being to, not to his level, because you can see his setup is like yeah, it's I mean pretty, it's, it's fake, stupid like computer tech. He's but balling. His tremendous. setup, his setup implies that he can do things that most other people can't. He's like the. Uh, what is it? The the Merovingian oh, in the God. Matrix? <laughs> yeah, the Merovingian. Can we not bring up the Merovingian, please? <laughs> oh, God. Um, that fucking movie. So he gets brained. They grab their money and leave there. And then they're slowly, like, the, the web is slowly closing in on them. They're, the net is slowly closing in on them. The cops are getting closer and closer each time. Uh, we go to a meatpacking plant. There's a shootout in the meatpacking plant. Taylor Kitsch gets it got. The other guy has thumb drives that uh, that uh, the fixer gave him with all the information on the cops. Because he was like, if they're taking me down, I'm taking them down. And then he got taken down, so he's going to take them down. Uh, yeah, the... Uh, there's a long ass chase scene with this this kid just running for his life uh, from the cops. Like the whole city is coming down on him, and he's just like sprinting through the steep streets. And it's kind of frantic and kind of claustrophobic, almost a little bit. Yeah. If it was a better, if it was a better movie, like this would be like a really awesome scene, and it was still a cool scene. But he is just like running for his life. There's cars driving on sidewalks, trying to trying to crush him. Helicopters, cops and helicopters trying to these, snipe him. These cops like, are the worst. Like they're like stormtrooper level bad though. I mean, like every cop is trying to shoot this guy and he's just running down the street. Like it's a little, it, it uh, it suspends disbelief a little bit in my opinion. Yeah, a little. I can see it's that. It's a, it's a little much. Like <sighs> I don't. know. It's one thing. Like uh, I mean, whatever. Again, it's a fucking stupid movie, but like. They're all like just full bore trying to kill him, and none of them can do it. And he's just running. Also, Chadwick Boseman, who you know nominally, nominally is just a, another black guy running after him. He all he does is go, "Don't shoot!" And they don't shoot. Like I have a hard time believing that he wouldn't have also been blown away by like eight hundred cops. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's not like in uniform or anything. He's just no. Like, he's just running. He's a detective. He's in his <laughs> yeah. like sport coat. Yeah, and then there's a neat like standoff on the train, where they're getting on and off the train and kind of like watching each other playing a, not a game of chicken, but a game of uh, well, kind of chicken. 
Yeah, I like that scene. It was like cool. watching each other to see, make sure that they're both on the train. Um, and then as a million cops come rushing down the subway stairs, they both get on. Uh, Chadwick Boseman talks him down. <coughs> He's going to bring him in alive. You all right? Yeah, just basketball. He's going to bring him in alive. Um, it's the it's, uh, promises he's gonna he's gonna take care of him, make sure he's okay, and then Sienna Miller blows him away from like another train car. She just shoots him right in the right in the gut and says, "Oh, I thought he had a gun on you." Yeah, yeah. To which point we all we immediately know that Sienna Miller is also corrupt. Right, right. Um, as he's dying, he gives Chadwick Boseman the uh, thumb drives with all the information on the thumb drives. And the uh, the password for them, um, and then with, like the rest of the movie was unnecessary. I feel like I, I feel like yeah, it should yeah. it should have been it should have just been like a montage of the cops getting arrested. Like I felt like the scene with him talking to J.K. Simmons was very unnecessary. It didn't, yeah, add that didn't anything. That didn't have that didn't have I to actually, happen. I think the movie would have been better if he knew all those cops were dirty, but couldn't prove it. And just like, that's how it ends. Like it's a much more dour, like you can't, you can't fight city hall kind of ending, you know, instead you have yeah. this weird showdown where he kills. Like, like, like it's a showdown. Like, how are you going to explain your way out of it? Like I, but well, now Chadwick he, Boseman's a cop killer himself. Well, he's got sh- Sienna he kills Miller there. One, and two, three, yeah, he four. Kills, he like, kills like five, five cops. cops. He kills like five cops, but he leaves Sienna Miller alive, so I guess she can. And he's still got the thumb drive, so he can still. I guess that's his his cover to the whole thing. But I mean, like, yeah. But I mean, like, also, like on the on the side of the corrupt cops. So so he goes to Just Kidding Simmons' house, and he has a tete a tete or whatever. But Just Kidding Simmons has like five cops ready to kill Chadwick Boseman. How are they going to cover for that murder if they kill him? Like, oh, he no, fell they'll say, uh, he'll no, no, they'll say that he, they didn't realize he was going to be in the house and they thought he was an intruder. But like, why would he do? Like, I don't. That, the whole thing. Why would is, he like, be in the house to begin with? Yeah, J.K. J.K. Simmons' motivations were weird. Like the whole, like I was telling you, T.J., when we were hanging out on a Friday after I watched it, I was like. I, I felt like the ending, like, I liked most of this movie, but I felt like the ending just kind of, like, fizzled. Like, it just, it buttoned it's things dumb. up too clean, and it didn't make, it just, it did it too rapidly with it. I, I just, it, it's dumb. It's just, like, I don't know. Like, it, the whole thing, like, I, I don't know. It felt like, it felt like they finished the movie, and then were like, well, shit, we gotta pad some time. Like, it felt very forced. Like, I don't... And they might have, because the movie's not that long. It's only like an hour and 39 minutes, which is short for, like, a movie like this. Yeah. This type of movie is usually, like, two hours at least. I just felt like the ending came out of nowhere, and it's, like, really silly. Like, I... I, Him having, like, a John Wick showdown at the end is, like, kind of stupid. Yeah. And I, I don't know. That's the movie. That's da, it. Da, da. That is the movie. Um, I uh, Chadwick Bo- Chadwick Boseman's really good in it. Chadwick Boseman is great. Uh, the oh. the guy that's not Taylor Kitsch is really good in it. I thought. Um, 
I feel like his character needed some more like seasoning. I, there's something like there's something missing in this movie. As I was watching it, like I like the guy that's like kind of in over his head, and he's not really a bad guy. He's just like a kind of like a, a victim of circumstance. But like it's not it's not like fleshed out right. I don't know how to put it that like it's very odd. Would it have been better if the guy who was in over his head was like Chadwick Boseman's like buddy, and Chadwick Boseman felt like like my childhood or something, and felt the need to like bring him in alive or protect him to hear his side of the story? Like, does that relationship need to be fleshed out more? Does that I mean, like maybe I don't know? I yeah, because that would explain that would actually like that would help a little bit. But there's because if he's so trigger happy, like why would he not? Like, well, there's just also more to that character where it's like, well, he's not a bad guy. He's just like running drugs because like he's got a shitty situation. It's like I, I don't like the whole thing is just I don't know. It, there's it, like I said, there's like a chunk of this movie that's missing. I don't know what it is exactly, but like it needed something, and and like it's got a strong performance by Chadwick Boseman, but like he's the only one doing any heavy lifting. Everybody else is kind of doing like a caricature of like, I am walking in New York cop, you know, Hey, (laughs) and then like, I don't really know what this fucking movie is. Like, I don't know what the point of this movie is because it keeps talking about like, I think the movie is trying to talk about like life is hard and people have to adjust because like the cops, that's what they're doing. Right. Like, it's tough being a cop, so they they got to sell drugs because they got to they got to maintain a nest egg or whatever. And then the criminals have to do what they got to do because their situation is shitty. And it's like, but like at the end of it, like what does any of that mean? Like it's not cohesive. Well, then like Chadwick Boseman has that scene with J.K. Simmons where he's talking about how the guys who beat his dad to death were all hopped up on coke, so that's why coke is not the victimless crime. But you like think that's it is. even like forced because right. it's like. What is that like? So what? What are we? What are we rallying against here? Are we against cops? Are we against drugs? Are we against the inequalities of life? I don't think this movie. All of it. I don't think this movie knows what it's trying to be about. Like I feel like it's it's very like they put in elements of like not that every movie has to have like a deep philosophical meaning or message, but like it feels like it wants to have one, but it can't figure out what it is before the movie's over. Like, Chadwick Boseman doesn't really have, like, it sets it up like they want him to sort of have a redemption arc or something, but redemption from what? Because he's been doing a fine, he's doing what he's had to do, and he doesn't, I guess he's, I guess the fact that he doesn't kill Stephen James or whatever is, like, his sort of, like, his, like, his, his growth in this movie. His character would work better if they went into his past and, like, maybe some of those kills were questionable. Like, you never get any, like, real perspective on, like, what he did before this movie, other than his point of view. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he was kind of, like, maybe he did kill somebody that didn't deserve it. I mean, that's a weird way to phrase it. But, like, in in the context of a film, like, I I don't know. There's, you know what I mean? Like, there's something that there's just, there's actually, there's more than a little something missing from this movie. There's a lot missing from this movie. But. Yes. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I thought fix this movie, man. Like (laughs) you need what you probably need in this movie is 
you need to start out. They don't, and I don't think Chadwick Boseman and uh, Stephen James necessarily need to be like friends, but you need to start like with both of them young and show like parallel stories. Like Chadwick Boseman, his dad dies. You start at the funeral. So it's like so it becomes it becomes something with Stephen James at that point in his life. So it's like The Departed. Chad, uh, I guess kind of, but you show Chadwick Boseman like as a rookie making his first get doing his first getting his first kill or whatever, like where he has to go to IA, and then you cut with the kid and his his brother getting blown away and him having to deal with that and assaulting his drill sergeant and show that like it doesn't take much to be that far away from the other side. I like that. But they needed it needed something like that. Like there there was definitely time where they could have made this movie a little longer and done some more fleshing out of the two leads and given us it would have given us probably a better movie and you would have cared. Like Chadwick Boseman's good, but I don't necessarily care about him. Yeah. In this movie. Like his character, I don't really care about any of them except for Stephen James, and even yeah. then, it's just almost—it's almost like perfunctory. Just Would because be... he's a—he's a sympathetic character who didn't—he he did some bad stuff, but not really bad stuff. But now he's stuck. Like they force you to feel bad for him. Almost you don't feel bad because they actually showed you definitive reasons why. If that makes yeah. sense. No, I agree I, with that. I mean, would it be better if Stephen James's character was more like set up and less like? Because I know the cops he kills in the beginning. How I don't know how many he actually gets versus Taylor. They Kitch. say he gets he get he gets none. He, Taylor he Kitch said he kills Taylor Kitch killed all of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. But so, they, but they, they say a few times it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, they even say he that they're they're gonna split it between us. Like yep. it does like Taylor Kitch even says like I'll take the rap and he Stephen James like it doesn't matter. Like we we did it together. Whoop. Yeah, yeah. There's that one that one scene, that one scene where he gets in that car and that one cop is like she's on her like her last breath. That was a tough scene. That was pretty good. The stuff with Stephen James was good. It, it, if you did more, does it want to be more like the fugitive between like Tommy Lee Jones and Harrison Ford? I mean, but that's like Harrison Ford's setup, right? He's not guilty of what. Or he's not. He actually didn't actually do what he's being hunted down for. Well, if that's the case, then you got to shift the whole dynamic of the movie because then the the Stephen James character is the main character and not. But the, right, but I mean, like, I think he kind of was the main character. I mean, he should have been maybe. And I, I the scene of like the meatpacking place where he's got Sienna Miller, and he's got the gun to her head, and then Chad Bozeman have that. I thought that was a good scene. That like their conversation. She, she is just begging Chadwick Bozeman to kill him. Just so he will be done and gone. Yep. She's just screaming over and over, take the shot, take the shot. Because she wants Stephen yeah. James dead. Yeah. Right. Like, it's... Like, yeah. there's... This movie is pretty good. It's not great. It's but frustrating, because it could be there's better. There's potential for this to be, like, an outstanding movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree. Without... without without like a real ton of like changes. Like the things we just talked about really wouldn't take that much more effort to to make those changes. They're like simple simple uh changes to make, I feel like. 
Yeah. Saying, it, when it op- when the movie opened, I was all in. Like the that robbery scene, I was fucking in. I was like, this keeps up. That robbery scene was awesome. I was like, this is like fucking heat, and I love heat. I'm like, let's go. Let's. Yeah. And, yeah, and like good. and like even the conversations between Stephen James and Taylor Kitsch, like like Stephen James, like we need to get the fuck out of here. This is fucked up. And the other guy is like, he's like, uh, what's his name? And um, he's like, uh, uh, fucking Punisher. Oh, we lost out. He's like Punisher in um, uh, why can't everything of that guy's name in um Boogie Nights when they realize that they shouldn't Thomas Jane remember remember seeing where they're robbing uh Doc yeah, Ock yeah, and they're like and he he's gone off the rails he's like yeah we don't want the fucking briefcase we want the yeah. fu- we want the safe underneath the fucking bedroom and the fucking dude and the, yeah when yeah they got... like like that scene is what yeah. they were trying to go for and that's a great scene that scene is so tense yeah I agree um but yeah they just they bought they they they. They had something. They had they had the potential, and they just didn't they just didn't deliver. It's a botch job. It's a botch job. We're gonna wait for Alec to get back. Yeah, let's see if he can before regain. We into, before we get into five knuckle shuffles. Yes. What's our next month? Uh, I don't know. Fuck. WWE Easter, isn't it? Oh, it would be WWE Easter. That's right. That's right. I gotta come up with a WWE movie. They're still making movies, right? Alec Calwan, I think. There he is. He's back. Hey, oh. Hey, Alec, next month is WWE Easter, right? Oh, can you hear us? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Everything, my whole, my tablet just like froze up. Mm. Is WWE Easter's next month, right? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, let's get into five knuckle shuffles real quick. Gogs. Um,. I'm going. This is tough. It's uh, it's six seven territory for me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven just because I thought Chadwick Boseman was good in it. I thought Stephen James was good in it. I really liked the opening, but the ending needed the ending needed work and all the stuff we just talked about. Like it's not, I, I it's not terrible, and people will probably really like this movie. It's just like we said, you can see what this movie could have been. And it could have been a could have been a nine or a ten. It could have been great, and it just it started strong and then it kind of lost its momentum. Especially like when we were talking before, TJ's like it's not even it's like it doesn't have a soggy middle. It's got a soggy end, and that's that's worse. Yeah, soggy end is almost worse than a soggy middle. So I mean, if it had mm. kept up its pace, if it, if it if it delivered on the promises of the opening twenty minutes, it would have been a nine probably. But it's you know it fell into seven bordering six territory for me um, for all the stuff we've talked about. Like, you know, no Chad Bozeman's good in it. He's very good in it. I didn't think Taylor Kitsch was bad. And I know you guys didn't like him. Stephen James was great in it. Um, you know, Keith David's in it and wasted because they don't use him at all. Oh yeah. Um, Keith David's like, in it too for, for like a few seconds. Five minutes. Yeah. But yeah, the, the parts that are tense and good are great. And just the rest of it's the, the ending just really fucking falls off a cliff. So Alec, um, I'm going to give it a seven. I can't in good conscience give a, give like, this is, this was like on the line. This is a borderline like six, seven, but Chadwick Boseman gets the uh, benefit of the doubt. He gets the slight bump. I'm sure it means a lot to him where here, wherever he is now, but <laughs> this, uh, ironically, yeah, movie I mean, podcast is the only podcast you can get in heaven. <laughs> shit. Our, our uh, heaven listeners are through the roof. Oh, Tony Scott doesn't listen. Oh, he committed <laughs> suicide. He's in hell. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn, take that. Um, <laughs> not like the movie is perfectly fine. It's like we all said like five times already. It's just missing something. It needed something else just to like pull it together. I was just looking at the IMDb for it, and it's this guy's. It wasn't directed by the Russos like I thought it was. No, the guy who directed it. The guy who directed it. It was his. Uh, it looks like his first movie that he directed. He directed a bunch of episodes of TV shows. I think it's his the second first, one. First, second, maybe? Okay. Yeah, go, yeah, go deep into his resume to find the other one. It's like something small. Um, Stephen James is... Or, yeah, Stephen James is really good. Stephon James. Uh, I, I probably should have learned how to say his name instead of Guessing, yeah. butchering it over and over. But he's outstanding in it. Chadwick Boseman's outstanding. I want to see Stefan James and more stuff. I recognize him from a few things. He was in uh he, he played Jesse Owens in Race and I saw that a few years ago. And I don't remember him, but he was in Selma. He played John Lewis in Selma, but I don't remember him in that. Yeah, I don't either. I saw that movie. Yeah, I like that movie. That movie's good. Um but yeah, it's just like it's just it's not 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 what it could have been. It could have been uh it could have been something special, but I guess it would have been something special. We all probably would have, would have seen it earlier because word of mouth would have been great about it. And like for all the trailers I saw for this, I didn't hear a thing about it when it actually came out. Yeah, this came in. I saw trailers for this for like a year, literally yeah. like a year yeah. in the theaters. I may have, I think this and uh, not the Hobbs and Shaw movie, but the Fast and the Furious movie before that. Both of those, I saw trailers for almost a year in theaters. For both of them. Um, seven. TJ. Uh, this is a five for me, dog. I, oh, uh, man. I didn't care for it, and I don't think it's bad, but it's just a movie I'll never think about again. Like, it's very... It's like... For me, it's like perfect five territory, because, like, while I had problems with the dialogue and, like, some of the plot contrivances, like, it's just, like... It's just vapor. I, again, I'm never going to think about this movie ever again. Like, it's very forgettable. Once it's over, it's just, like, done. I uh, I don't, like, again, I, I don't think it's awful. I think there's there's good things about it, but there's just nothing really memorable about it. Nothing nothing that stands out, and, and it, good or bad. Like, nothing that's going to really, like, stick out and be like, Jesus, that was a fucking disaster. Like, it's just like, eh. It's just, it's like a TV movie. This is like a... This is like a TBS, like, afternoon at the movies movie. I feel like this will be on cable for a long time to come. Uh, oh, yeah. This will probably be on HBO forever. <laughs> this is a very, this is a very like, TV-ready movie. Because um, it's very, like, I don't know. It's kind of formulaic and kind of bland. I, I just, it didn't do anything for me. I was hoping to hate it more. So I'd have more of a visceral reaction to it. But, uh, no, I, I uh, didn't care for it, so it's a five for me. Overall, a good month. I think TJ's score for this movie is the lowest score of the whole month. Yeah, yeah. overall, a uh, pretty good month. And, I, you know, yeah. again, this wasn't like a two. I mean, it could have been worse. Uh, Alec, I think you're the only one that has a movie ready for WWE Easter, so I think you get Snake mm-hmm. Ramp time. See, what's the name of your movie? I think it's called Cosmic Sin. 
I'm pretty, let me look it up real quick, but I'm pretty sure that's what is, that real, is it a WWE movie or does it just have Lana in it? Has Lana in it? That's all that, that matters. Counts. Yeah. Okay. So wait, it doesn't have to be a WWE production. Just gotta have a no, we've done it. that. We did. Uh, we did fucking No Holds Barred. That wasn't a WWE production. Good point. All right. We, cool. And we did. Uh, we've done other. It just has to have a, have a wrestler in it, really. Oh, it is. It Cos- is. Yep. Cosmic sent two and a half stars on it IMDb. Is, uh, it is four thousand reviews. I will it put it poorly reviewed. I will put it on. Uh, I'll put it on the Plex so we can watch it. All right. Well, what? that's only an, only an hour and twenty eight minutes. So Perfect. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's got Frank Grillo and Lana and Here. Bruce Willis. Is it already in the, in, in the year twenty five? In the year twenty five twenty four, four centuries after humans started colonizing the outer planets, retired General James Ford gets called back into service after a hostile alien fleet attacks soldiers on a remote planet. Oof, the threat against mankind off. soon escalates into an interstellar war as Ford and a team of elite soldiers try to stop the imminent attack before it's too late. And Lana's his elite name... soldiers are Frank Grillo and Lana. Lana's name is Sol Cantos. <laughs> Soul like Sol... son. Soul. Sol. I, w- I wonder how many scenes Bruce Willis is in. Probably like three. That'd be great if he just died like right off the bat. I mean, that's like he's probably you know how he shoots movies now. He's probably been in it for he's probably been in it for five minutes. All right, everybody, that's the show. So we'll see you next week. Uh, like and subscribe us on YouTube, please, because we still are without a website. Uh, mm. Yeah, maybe I'll just learn uh whatever learn code. It is. Yeah, learn how to learn how to. What is it? Paper shop. WordPress. WordPress. Oh. Paper or paper I'll learn show. WordPress by next week and I'll fix it myself. Well, you got to get all the archives from Vinny. That's the problem. He's got all the archives backed up. Backed up so. I'll just get them off the website. Well, you can't. It doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Around. Yeah. <laughs> See you later.